coming up on episode 367 of the YLP podcast. It is the day before Forbidden Door 2, and I figured it would make sense to not only do a little bit of the news this week, but to ensure that we do our predictions for Forbidden Door and money in the bank, because honestly, it just makes that much sense and we're just doing a little bit of a trial run to see how all of this goes down also i do have a little bit of news just a tiny bit of news couple bits of news for this week considering the fact that it is a full-on prediction show according to wrestlinginc.com major aew and njpw stars will reportedly work forbidden door 2023 with injuries who's going into this pay-per-view with a little bit of injury prior to the show let y'all know what's going on with that and i'll give you a little bit of my thoughts also we did speak last week on nxt receiving bring uh bringing it back uh wwe main roster stars and it looks as if according to f4w online that more main roster stars are expected to work nxt and one name in particular kind of seems a little bit interesting but we'll talk about all that. Uh, also, uh, yeah, Forbidden Door and Money in the Bank preview and predictions, because that's how we get down around here. And as of right now, I do not know my record at this moment, but I'll try to make sure I get that figured out before the end of today's show. If not, we'll just figure out the um, record after the last five pay-per-views and PLEs that I have done predictions for. So we'll just see how it goes. Anyway, y'all know what time it is. It is Saturday. Somewhere it's midnight, but this is episode 367 of the YLP podcast. Let's hit that intro. Let's get it started. And with that being said, let us begin. What's going on, guys? Zach from the Wrestling Issues Podcast here, and we're going to episode 367 of the YLP Podcast. So glad to have you guys here with me on this fine Saturday, and I hope you're enjoying your day, your night, your afternoon, and your evening, wherever you may be, wherever you are in the world. Thank you guys so much for checking out this episode of the podcast, and as always, I greatly and truly appreciate it. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, or opinions about today's episode or any of the other 366 episodes of the YLP Podcast, do not hesitate to leave a voice message over at Young Lions, actually podcasters.spotify.com slash Young Lions Perspective and podcasters.spotify.com slash Wrestle Addict Radio, the main hub for all things YLP and Wrestle Addict Radio, the cure for the common wrestling podcast. Hope you guys had a wonderful week. Hope you guys, hope you guys weekend. Last weekend was fantastic. You did everything you needed to do the week. And if not, we get back to the weekend. Reset, get right, and get ready for the weeks that come. Me, mm. I'm just gonna take a little bit of time real quick to say if my cadence, demeanor, and Voice sound a little bit different today is because I am going through some things. And for those of y'all who know, I've done, I was doing a uh, podcast on these, on this uh, particular channel, website, whatever you want to call it. And I did the Young uh, Lion's Journey, where I was going through my therapy sessions and trying to break the stigma of mental health. Oh, should I say discussing mental health in society as we know it today. And it's gonna have a, a little YLJ moment real quick. I have not been on my shit. I'm just gonna let that be known right now. If I feel, if I seem as if I am feeling some type of way right now, it's because I am. It's because there's one thing that I have going on with me, and I'm gonna have a, like I said, a YLJ moment and just break that down for y'all real quick. I have been acting like quite a child as of late. I am 35 years old, and I am in my inner child for no fucking reason. So if over the past couple of weeks, I may have seemed a little off, a little different in the way I was doing these recordings of this podcast, I am truly sorry. And I am realizing that 
I have let my inner child get in the way of my priorities that I have in my life. And I'm not honoring those priorities and acting in a manner that is conducive to who I am. As I stated in the beginning of this year, Mr. YLP is dead and I am trying to pretty much rid him of my existence and it is very hard because I am realizing one thing that Mr. YLP is actually seven years old because it is my young me that's coming out right now for absolutely no reason so if at any point like I said over the past couple of weeks that I've seemed a little bit off or anything like that that is the main reason and again I do apologize for my behavior and I've been apologizing way too fucking much as of late. But I don't want to harp on anything of that nature, but just know that I am continuously trying to work on it as best as I possibly can. And I'm trying to become a better Zachary Mazika. Not just for myself, but for y'all. Because y'all deserve that. You don't deserve, you know, the absolute worst. You deserve the absolute best. Zachary Rizika, the, of course, man of this podcast and the voice that you're very uh, used to been hearing at this moment for almost five years now. And I'm trying to become this new person, the person that I know that I am. And I'm work, trying to work on that and become a better person, not just for myself, but for all of y'all who listen to my podcast. That is, uh, also includes the entire Athletic Radio Squadron and my brother's with the Wrestling With Issues co- podcast. This is not me. Well, the person speaking right now is me, but I haven't been me as of late. And that's on me. That is entirely squarely on my shoulders. I will not put any fault on it. I will not put any. Sorry, Mr. YLP Jr. has entered the building, a.k.a. Milo, who is one who is uh, my co-host. The second co-host in history. He's a good boy. He's a very good boy. And he really loves head pets. Yes, but... Um, but for but honestly and truly, I am... Excuse me. Completely and utterly sorry if at any point... Honestly, let's just go with the past five years that I have been any sort of the person that I am truly not, that is on me, and that is for me to correct that, and that is for no one else to do that, because I have been doing that to people, and that is very, very wrong of me, and very, very disrespectful to the people that I do love and care about. And that is going to be all I'm going to say about that for now. Because we have news to discuss, and that's what's most important right now, is that you get the news from your boy, and then we discuss Forbidden Door and Money in the Bank. Take a little break, get back into the news right after this. Ladies and gentlemen, we're back with episode 367 of the YLP podcast. And again, I just wanted to thank y'all for checking out today's episode and listen to what I had to say in the opening little little segment there, a little quick segment, all of that. And again, I'm trying to do better and I need to do better because I have been acting a damn fool as of late. So. With that being said, let's get, let's, uh, you know, try to make the switch and get over to the news 
of the week. Only got a couple bits of news, nothing too crazy. I just wanted to kind of focus more on the predictions because I have a lot to say about the predictions. Okay, my mom was just like, predictions, important news next week. But a little bit of news because this one in particular, actually these these two in particular actually kind of coincide with um, WWE and AEW, but this one more so than the next article. Let's get into Zindu, shall we? Let's head over to WrestlingInc.com from my David Bixen span. Major AEW and NJPW stars will reportedly work Forbidden Door 2023 with injuries. Very interessante. Recently, you may have noticed just how little physicality Brian Danielson has engaged in on AEW programming. He's had just three matches in the last four and a half months, and the only one since the 60-minute Iron Man match against MJF at Revolution was the eight-man anarchy in the arena at Double or Nothing, where he took minimal bumps. It was easy to get the impression that he was nursing an injury or and or being protected for this Sunday's main event against Kazuchika Okada at Forbidden Door. In the Wrestling Observer Newsletter, Dave Meltzer explains the status of Danielson and other top stars going into the interpromotional spectacular. With regards to Danielson, Meltzer writes that, unsurprisingly, he has been, quote, has been hurting since the MJF match, end quote, where they went over an hour working a very physical style, and it was damn good. It was good. The build to that match involved MJF demanding Danielson run a gauntlet of five hand-picked opponents over several weeks to get the title shot with his preferred stipulation, which included a pair of incredibly well-received matches against Bandito and Roosh, and yes, they were bangers, with the latter being especially brutal. In addition to Danielson, Meltzer notes that Will Ospreay has been working on a shoulder injury that has been hindering him in recent matches, while a Maytan cage match with Jon Moxley took its physical toll on his Forbidden Door opponent Kenny Omega. Forbidden Door airs this Sunday night on pay-per-view with streaming options, of course, including uh, Bleacher Report live in the U.S. and JPW World in Japan, which I hope which you should get at seven bucks. It's worth it. And Fight TV in the rest of the world. It's no secret to all of us here in the IWC and those who listen to podcasts, wrestling, professional wrestling podcast. Yeah, we kind of figured this might be a thing. You know, people are going to work hurt. It happens. Now, I'm surprised about the Will Ospreay stuff, but I'm also surprised a little bit by Danielson because I really didn't hear a, or see a damn thing about an injury. But going off the report and seeing that now, those of you, those of you who know, I have not seen Double or Nothing as of yet. Okay. I do not have the means at the moment. It'd be like that sometimes. But when I do, I will check it out. And I won't give a full report, but I'll just let you know how I feel about things. Okay. Maybe on a uh, Light the Fuse, the pay-per-view that I've watched over the past couple of months and my thoughts, because I really haven't given much thought. Honestly, recently, the Night of Champions and Battleground, which is my bad. But nonetheless, we know wrestlers are going to go into uh, play hurt. It hurt. It happens. We all know this. You know, We've seen you know, reports about people working injuries all the time. We knew it was going to happen. Now, again, I'm surprised about Danielson because I thought, you know, they were just, you know, letting him just be talking his shit or whatever. Me, me, my naivete be like that. But it's going to be interesting. I mean, I'm glad AEW is really taking the time to be able to actually kind of see like, okay, Danielson's hurt. Let's keep him protected as much as possible. We can have him work at double or nothing, but do minimal bumps. You know, want to make sure he's good. I mean, it's fucking Okada and it's Osprey Omega. And I know that both men will try to go into this pay-per-view being 100, as close to 100% as humanly possible. That's the thing. You know, if they get out of that match unscathed and, you know, maybe just feel a little bit more sore than usual, that is the best we can hope for. I mean, I know Osprey's uh, shoulder injury, you know, was a big thing. I think last year he was gone for quite a while. And... Because of the uh, shoulder injury, and now hearing that uh, it's hindering him for a little bit, um, I mean, and you know, you know, Moxley and Omega, you know, having the cage match before Forbidden Door, yeah, I mean, this business is, you know, I mean, as a per- as a person who loves professional wrestling, I personally, like I've said plenty of times, would never get into a professional wrestling ring because that is, you know, I will talk about it, but in terms of not getting it, not getting in the ring. I have more respect for those who do. 
You know what I'm saying? I I love talking about it, but you know, I've seen people who have, you know, gone through the rigors in, of training at home. I'm like, nah. <laughs> love professional wrestling. Don't plan on doing it. Excuse me. But no, I mean, I mean, respect to all four of them who are going to be going to this match a bit hurt. And that is very, very important to know. And hopefully that, like I said, they come out of this as unscathed as humanly possible. I mean, Danielson, you know, did the match with MJF for over an hour, which was a damn fucking classic. And Osprey, as we know, had a, had the shoulder injury. And I haven't, like I said, I haven't seen the cage match between Moxley and Omega yet, but I'm sure if they're saying it took its physical toll, they probably went ham, cheese, and bacon on each other. I know Don Callis turned on Omega. You son of a bitch. You're welcome. But what really, under, you know, like I said, you know, if especially with that, like I said, you know, even in the NFL, players play hurt. You know, if it's not a significant injury that will get them out for some time, but like, you know, maybe for the game or something like that. They're going to play. For love of the game. For love of the sport. That is professional wrestling. And if anyone ever tells you professional wrestling is not a sport, tell them to go watch an Iron Man match, and I promise you they're going to think something a little bit different. That's just me. You know, like I said, hopefully they go into, I mean... For for a guy like Danielson to go up against a guy like Okada, AEW would want Danielson as very close to being as best as humanly possible. It's Okada. For those who know Okada, you get it. And Osprey Omega, this is going to be a, uh, this is also a huge match because it is for the IWGP United States Championship. So yeah, it's a big, really big. It's really big. It's bigger than we think it is. Sometimes it, that, that's how that works. You know, like we can kind of tell when guys are hurt, we'll see reports and all that stuff. But until we see it, we're just going to think it's not that as big of an injury as it is. Sometimes happens to the best of us. It's happened to me, you know, hell, I didn't know Randy Orton was going to have to be, was going to be gone. But then again, I'm thinking about how many RKOs he's given in literally his entire career. Yeah. I get why he's been out for quite some time. And I've seen reports that, you know, he is trying to come back and his daddy is like, nope, we ain't doing that. But, you know, Randy Orton's going to be his own man. And if they say he can go, he's going to go. Such is the nature of the business. Such is the nature nature of professional wrestling. I mean, people have died in the ring. It's happened. It's unfortunate. You know, injuries are caused in every facet of the game. Whether you're, you know, because, you know, you're trying to be the safest worker possible for the opponent that you are, the person you are working with, because you want to ensure their safety. And that is why we say thank you in the back. I do hope that, you know, they get out, they get into this, you know, as close to 100% as possible and come out as unscathed as possible. We'll see what happens and all that good stuff. But before I get into the next uh, next and last article of the new the quick news of the week, I just want to make sure I do my shameless plug and talk to y'all about a little bit about my team, my squad, my people, the people at Wrestle Addict Radio. Make sure you check out all the lovely podcasts we have to offer within Wrestle Addict Radio starting on Tuesdays. Brace for Impact Podcast, TNA, the way it was meant to be discussed, the old school, the old TNA and TNA, NWA, John, early days of Impact. If that's your bag... No better time to check that out than right now. Well, after you listen to this, of course, and then you can go listen to the Brace for Impact podcast every single Tuesday, Wednesday nights. Of course, if you check out the YouTube's Kings of the Rings podcast is on there. Of course, with our esteemed general manager, King Ricky Rose, Will Tara Shook, and of course, the legend that is K. Motherfucking Murphy. Every single week, you can check them out live on YouTube, Twitch, and on Twitter, on Kings of the Rings podcast, on YouTube, and K at KOTR podcast on Twitter and on Twitch. Make sure you check that out. If you missed the live version, it's on YouTube, so you can check that out whenever. And then you can also, if you, but if you're out and about, hey, audio version is going to be done on Thursday, Fridays. Get your weekend started with the Fretzelmania podcast. New episode just came out yesterday. 
So if you want to go check that out. Also, Brother Fretz was actually on the most recent, uh, this past Wednesday's episode of Kings of the Rings podcast. So if you want to go check that out as well, I mean, Canadian Collision, it's just a wonderful name for an episode. Definitely need to go check that out. And make sure you check out Fretz Mania podcast as well. And then you got me on Saturday kicking off your weekend in proper YLP fashion because it's Wrestle Addict Radio, The Cure for the Common Wrestling Podcast. Let us head over to F4WOnline.com and discuss this little bit of news. As we talked about last week, Dana Brooke, Baron Corbin, Mustafa Ali has, you know, showed up in NXT, and I'm expecting Baron Corbin to never win the NXT championship. Dana Brooke to take more L's in NXT. I'm just kidding. We don't want her to take L's. But she did face Cora Jade and took an L, so... Do with that, take that with you know, with you what and do what you will with it. And then also, Mustafa Ali possibly challenging for the North American Championship, which would be oh so fucking divine because Mustafa Ali fucking deserves it. May not win the motherfucker, but but listen, Mustafa Ali is damn good. We all know this from the cruiserweight days. For those of you not do not know about the cruiserweight days of Mustafa Ali, y'all missed out. Um, two minute matches probably didn't miss out that much, but. Missed out nonetheless. But let us talk about more WWE main roster stars expected to work in NXT. And one name that has been at least at least talked about, according to Stephen C- Joseph Courier, I'm sorry, is Ronda Rousey. More WWE main roster stars could be showing up in NXT soon. In the major in the Wrestling Observer newsletter, Dave Meltzer reported that WWE has plans for more more major main roster stars, alliteration be damned, to work NXT. Meltzer noted that Ronda Rousey is one name that has at least been talked about. Saying, quote, there are plans for more major stars to work NXT, like uh, Rollins did this week. One name that was at least talked about was Rousey, or perhaps even Ra- having Rousey and Shayna Baszler defend the women's tag titles there. But the goal is to use the main roster stars to increase the ratings. And the Rollins experiment was a huge success. So when something works in wrestling, the idea is that you usually follow up on it. We know. But it ain't always good. Okay, just saying. Rousey and Shayna Baszler are the current WWE Women's Tag Team Champions. They're facing NXT Women's Tag Team Champions. Uh, they did, actually, last night on SmackDown. Um, I'm, I haven't seen it yet. So I'm assuming probably Rousey and Baszler are our tag champions, and we're just going to run with that. But I'll get my thoughts on that in just a moment. Seth Rollins, Mustafa Ali, Baron Corbin, Dana Brooke, Angel Garza, and Humberto Carrillo are among the wrestlers who appeared, who have appeared in NXT recently. With Rollins defending his World Heavyweight Championship against Braun Breaker in the main event, Week 1 of NXT Gold Rush averaged 773,000 viewers this past Tuesday. It was NXT's highest viewership total since April 2021. The .23 rating that NXT drew in the 18-49 demo was tied for the show's best number since October of 2020. Corbin is challenging Carmelo Hayes for the NXT Championship on Gold Rush Week 2 next Tuesday. And I'm um, just going to go say uh, Hayes going to make sure he defend that. And Corbin ain't going to be going anywhere near that. The only, the closest he will be is when the referee shows him the belt and before he puts it up in the air, signifying that this is an NXT Championship match. But I'm quite surprised that they're thinking about bringing Ronda in. In a good way, though, because... If they're going to have Rousey and Baszler unify the tag team championships, then, I mean, honestly, they were going to do it anyway. I just wanted to see, I just actually wanted to see a, a proper, dignified, justified women's tag team division. That's all I want. I need to write an article about that for the articles of war, to be really honest. I've been kind of putting that off for a little while, and that ain't good because I feel the women's tag team division could be something of worth. The only thing they really need to do is unify the titles and then have them go across all three brands. Simple as that. Not rocket science. Unify the tag belts. Have them compete in all three brands, and then you have a... You can kind of form a women's tag team division, not really put makeshift teams together, but kind of, you know, have it happen organically. I would like to see Rousey in NXT. I mean, if, if it, they're going to go that route and they're going to have, you know, Baszler and Rousey be the women unify the titles. 
but hopefully they put on a solid tag team championship match that is worthy of a unification. I mean, this is the NXT Tag Team Champions and Fire and Dawn taking on Rousey and Baszler for the WWE Championship. I think personally, this is the route you need to go. Unify the titles, create a division. You got Fire and Dawn. You've got Chance and uh, Carter. Build off that. Have Rousey and Baszler be the fucking heel tag team that I know they could fucking be because they're former MMA fighters and they can be killers. If we have Killer Kelly in the industry, we can have some more killers. I know that's not politically correct, but hey, it, it, it bees what it bees. It is what it is. Until it ain't. Mac Miller. Um, what's the use is a very good song. I just listened to that for the first time recently, and that is a damn good song. Just wanted to put that out there for y'all. If y'all ever, you know, want to listen to a little bit of, you know, good hip hop, some old school, you know, tight beat. Yeah. What's the use, Mac Miller? It'll give you a hell of a vibe. It's a good driving song. I will say that and good to dance to and do other things that I will not discuss on this podcast that you can do that to. Anywho, you know, let me get back on topic here. I'm just saying, give us a proper tag team division. Make it worthwhile. Make it worth my time and effort to watch your programming. And then maybe hopefully somewhere down the line, that could be actually a possible, a possibly good thing. And I do hope more talent, you know, go down to NXT because we know, like I said last week, draft just happened. Talent from NXT have gone up. You know, we're trying to figure out our way here. We got a brand new women's champion. So we're trying to kind of matriculate the division with that. Carmelo Hayes is NXT champion. I get it. It makes sense. The right call for, you know, for the time being until we kind of get the whole situation sorted. I mean, you know, North American, every division, honestly, needs a little bit of a reset. Kind of gives me vibes of the Tanting Division Renaissance back in like 2016 or 2018 after the Dusty Classic. That was a damn... I'm trying to think of which one because I know it was Street Profits, Broserweights, all that. Yeah, bruh. yeah that was a, that was a good. That was the renaissance of the tag team division, by the way. And now we're back into a brand new rebirth. You know, rising the phoenix from the ashes type shit. That's where we're at. So this is kind of way to make that happen and make that into something possibly viable for the long term. Then honestly, I think that's the right move. You know, have Rousey and Baze. I mean, like I said, I haven't watched SmackDown yet. I'm assuming that Rousey and Baze are the current reigning and defending but women's tag team champions. Not just by the time of this recording, but when this episode actually drops. Um, so hopefully, hopefully this actually does happen. Gets more ratings for the, uh, you know, for the programming itself. And possibly you have, you know, Baze or Rousey open challenges somewhere. I'm just thinking off the top of my head in terms of booking. But yeah, that's going to be it. For the news of the week, when we come back, y'all, y'all know what time it is. It's nothing more than a couple preview and predictions, couple previews and predictions for Forbidden Door and Money in the Bank. And I've got a good amount to say about this, but I won't try to take up too much of your time because you got things to do. And so do I. So with that being said, we're going to do that on the other side of episode 367 of the YLP podcast. And that would actually be considered our main eventual segment, by the way. We'll be right back. guys you know what time it is it is the main event whole segment of episode 367 of the ylp podcast and that means it's time for our previews and predictions for forbidden door and money in the bank and we're gonna start off with AEW forbidden door because um i don't have much to say about forbidden door that's not a bad thing this is just it's just very simple straightforward Best of AEW and ROH, best of NJPW. Couple matches on the card, I'm kind of like, huh. And we'll talk about that when we get to those matches. 11 matches on the card, though, is a lot, but hey. You'll get what you pay for. Some of the best in the world are in this card. We're getting a 10 man tag that's just going to be insane. We know Don Callis will be there. We know Eddie Kingston is going to be 
there. A lot of people were thinking Kota Ibushi, but we get Tomohiro Ishii. But like I said, we'll get more into that when we get there. The Suzuki Gods back in the fold and stinging them. I got a little bit to say about that. Like I said, a couple of matches on the card are kind of like, hmm. Excuse me. But, uh, yeah, it means what it means. It is what it is. Y'all know what the music I'm about to play in the background. If you can't hear it, I'm going to try to do my best to make sure you do. Here we go. Y'all know what it is. It is that Price is Right theme song. Hope I don't get copyrighted for any of this. Let us get into the Forbidden Door preview and predictions. Like I said, I didn't have a lot to say about this until we get to some matches. But we're going to go bottom to top like we always do, except for the pre-show matchup. And that is Athena and Billy Starks in the to kick off the Women's Owen Hard Cup Tournament first round. This one's pretty simple. I'm going with Athena to take it. She's a current reigning and defending ROH women's world champion apparently did some crazy superplex off the top to the outside on top of 20 chairs so that just you know going with athena here to get the uh, kick things off here that should be an easy dubs now going from bottom to top adam cole tom lawler this is gonna be an interesting one because of the fact that you know and adam cole baby is trying to you know gun for the uh, AEW world championship and mjf had a little bit of an eliminator matchup, went to a time limit draw, side, you know, sidetrack for just a moment as he faces Tom Lawler. Now, part of me wants to give this to Michael, uh, Michael Cole. Jesus, hopefully he's on the card. Anyway, Adam Cole, I want to give it to him because it just makes sense. I want to kind of give it to Tom Lawler too because, you know, shenanigans. But I think this is going to be a straight up one-on-one -on -one, uh, affair. And I'm going to go with Adam Cole to get the dub. And Tom Lawler is no fucking slouch. This dude is a beast. I like him in the ring. If you've seen Bloodsport, you get it. If you've seen him in MLW, you get it. He's a former MLW world champion for a god dang reason. Still going with Adam Cole to get the victory here at Forbidden Door. Tony Storm taking on Willow Nightingale, the AEW Women's World Championship on the line. Uh, will Willow become Willow Two Belts? I don't think so. I think they're going to have Tony Storm get the victory here. Just makes sense. It's not to say, you know, it's a knock on Willow. She is the current reigning and defending NJPW Strong Open, Strong Women's Champion. I'm sorry. I want to make sure I get that correct. But. Tony Storm, I think, you know, they're definitely going to give her the win here. I think it just makes sense right now, given that she's the new world women's world champion. Not going to have her lose, I mean, especially on a car like Forbidden Door, but it's a hell of an opportunity to see what these two can do in the ring against each other. Tony Storm retains. Four-way matchup for the AEW International Championship. Orange Cassidy defending the championship against Zack Sabre Jr., Katsuyori Shibata, a.k.a. Kat Shibata, because that's what I call him, and Daniel Garcia. For me, I know I said back at Double or Nothing, he would lose the AEW women, Women's the International Championship during the Battle Royal. That didn't happen. At some point, he's got to lose. <laughs> I'm not hating on OC. I love the man. I'm just like, when are they going to pull this off? And who are they going to give it to? It's not going to be Zack Sabre Jr. It's definitely not going to be Katsuyori Shibata. But I do think Daniel Garcia becomes the new AEW inter I'm kidding it's going to be Orange Cassidy I'm going Orange Cassidy to retain if they do have Daniel Garcia take it I will be very upset I'm kidding I'm not but um I don't know I think I think he's going to he's going to overcome those odds once again get the victory and uh I'm kind of interested to see how Cassidy and Shibata get down you know when they have that you know Sabre Jr and Garcia on the outside and Cassidy and Shibata are just standing in the ring across from each other will it be a moment that i think it's gonna happen i think so but orange cassidy i'm going with to retain the title if he loses it i'm gonna be very upset at this pick anywho now this one me personally is kind of a bummer match because you know we know the reports we talked about him last week cm punk not against kenta though but in a men's owen hart cup tournament first round matchup against satoshi kojima now let me put this out there for you, wonderful people. Satoshi Kojima is no fucking slouch. He old in his forties, I think, almost almost fifty. But the man is probably one of the smoothest guys I've ever seen. Like, man loves bread. He has his own. He has bread club. 
He owns Bread Club. He is Bread Club. He loves carbs. I love carbs. Some say it's bad for you. Some say it's good for you. I don't care. Love carbs. Played football. You get it. But... Let's keep it a stack. We all wanted CM Punk Kenta. We all wanted it. We all deserved it. But Punk apparently wasn't too thrilled about it. And Kenta says, I'm just here for the bag. And we don't get it. So, but Kojima is a hell of a choice nonetheless. But I'm still going with CM Punk to get the victory here. I I mean, as much as I would love Kojima to move on, I'm sure he's got other things to do over in pro wrestling, Noah, in terms of the GHC Heavyweight Tag Team Championships. Just putting it out there. But I'm going going to go with Punk to get the victory here, and uh, I still think it's going to be a hell of a match, though. Kojima's going to give him everything he can handle, just so y'all know. 10-man tag team matchup, Blackpool Combat Club, with now new member Kanusuke Takeshita and Shota Umino in this motherfucker, because... You know, John. that's John Moxley's young boy, Shooter. For those of y'all that didn't know. But it will be Moxley, Yuta, and Castagnoli, Takeshita, and Umino taking on the elite Adam Page, Matt, and Nick Jackson, Eddie Kingston, and Tomohiro Ishii. This is going to be wild. This is going to be absolutely wild. I mean, it's not every day when you're Shota Umino and you get the middle finger from Okada. And, and, the, and in English, fuck you. Just saying. Do I think, though, Blackpool Combat Club get the victory? It's like one of those is just like, I want to see them get the dub. I want to see the elite get the dub. But I have a strange fucking feeling. Blackpool Combat Club are going to get the victory here and make the elite even more mad. I think, I think honestly, they're waiting on Ibushi. I think right now they're just waiting on Ibushi to show up. If they do it for Olin in London... That'd be the best case scenario. But I honestly believe in London, maybe they're waiting for a bougie. And that's why I'm going with Blackpool Combat Club to take it. Just saying. Um, Six-man tag. The Suzuki Gods, Chris Jericho, Simi Guevara, and Minoru Suzuki taking on Sting, Darby Allin, and a to-be-announced uh, uh, partner for Sting and Darby Allin. I don't know who they're going to bring. Don't ask me. I don't know. But I think they're doing, they might be building up to Sting and Jericho. And if they are, I'm here for it. And also, when Murder Grandpa, Minoru Suzuki is, you know, anywhere near a ring or anywhere near anyone against his team in the ring, um, there's going to be mayhem. And that's why we love Minoru Suzuki here in the YLP realm. He is a Murder Grandpa. They call him Murder Grandpa. Like his nickname is, like one of his nicknames is Murder Grandpa. It's all over Twitter. From what I've seen, at least on my timeline. Murder, we call him Murder Grandpa, Minoru Suzuki. He lives it. He breathes it. Go watch his matches. I promise you, it all makes sense. And plus, he can chop the living shit out of someone's chest, and it just looks like it really, really hurts. Anyway, but I am going with Sting, Darby Allen, and the, uh, you know, non-named, you know, I don't know if they did. But, if they, you know, whoever, you know, the tag team partner is for Sting and Darby Allen, I'm going to go with them. Because Guevara and Jericho... I've kind of been beefing a little bit. I keep up, you know, if I don't watch the show, I do keep up on the Twitters. Okay, I keep up on the tweets and whatnot. And it looks as if Guevara is going to be breaking away from Jericho at some point. And I'm here for it. They kind of need it. And Guevara needs to be his own man without Chris Jericho. Him and Chris Jericho are like peas in a pot. And I think it will work whenever Chris Jericho and Sammy Guevara get down with the get down. But I think that's why Sting, Darby, Allen, and the whoever they decide to pick as their tag team partner will win because beefing with Guevara and Jericho. And if Suzuki decides to put Guevara in a freaking, you know, gotch pile driver, so fucking be it. AEW World Championship on the line. MJF Hiroshi Tanahashi. Now, I'm going with MJF to win because it just makes sense. Honestly, at this point in the game, you know, it's Tanahashi. Don't get me wrong. I love Tanahashi, but, you know, nah. This is a hell of a match. Because I think this is a hell of a test for MJF. That's not to say MJF won't fit the bill. Because did we? Did you not see what happened with him and Brian Danielson at Revolution? My point exactly. But <laughs> but yes, this is a good matchup for MJF. I think with you know Tanahashi's style and being able to actually go because he's like literally one of the best in the game ever. He's in my top ten, dead or alive. Do not care. It's Tanahashi, and okay, top fifteen. I'll be generous, but. Because I do love me some Tanahashi and air guitar. 
you know, kind of took me a while to warm up to him, kind of like John Cena back in the early, you know, you know, in the 2010s. We ain't going to talk about that right now, but Tanahashi's a hell of an opponent. And I heard he's going to House of Glory in New York. And that's, that's when, you know, my, my former neck of the woods. So, hey, ain't nothing wrong with that. Shout out to House of Glory one time, too. But I am going with MJF to get the victory here. It just makes sense. Just makes sense. But it will be a hell of a match. Let's keep it a stack. Now, this one, this this one right here, this this one, this this one. Linda, listen. Linda, Linda, listen. This, this, nah. This, nah, fam. Sonata and Jungle Boy. We really gonna do this to Sonata? We're really gonna do this to Sonata? This is a legitimate SAT question. Why are they doing this to Sonata? This is an actual GSE, GCSE question. What are they doing to Sonata? Why? Don't get me wrong. I'm a fan of Jungle Boy. I love me some Jack Perry. And we all love some Anna JSS. I am JAS. I am just a man. I am merely just a man. But why are they doing this to Sonata? Why? This is this is this is unconscionable. This is un this is not even ungovernable because it's not even LIJ anymore. This is just a joke, right? I feel like I'm being punked with this match. Sonata retains because it's fucking Sonata and those five guys. But bruv, dude, pimpin'. Nah. You have like think of the amount of talent you have on the card, like on your roster. And Jungle Boy Jack Perry was the name you picked out of a fucking hat. Who's going to be there with Hook? I'm there for that, but this one wasn't it. And I saw it on Instagram and Twitter and all that stuff. And I'm, and everybody was just like, nah, this ain't it. <laughs> this ain't it. This ain't, this is just nah. This is just, just not the one, fam. And it's not. It's definitely fucking not. It's absolutely fucking disgusting when you think about it. But I'm going to go with Sonata to retain. It just makes sense. Hopefully they get a good match out of it. We'll see. Kenny, actually, no, we're gonna actually stop the music for the rest of this. Is actually, gonna you know we're just gonna keep it off for the rest of the, these next three matches, as well, the next two matches as well, because this is legit. Excuse me, you guys. But Dan, Daniel Sinokata is main evento. Omega Osprey will be talked about first, and this is for the IWGP United States Heavyweight Championship. This is a match a lot of people have been waiting for. I still haven't seen the first one yet. And I'm kind of happy I'm not watching Forbidden Door, even though Twitter will tell me everything that happens. Spoilers be damned. But you don't have to have watched it to know this is already going to be a banger. If the first one was like literally everybody's match of the year right now, well, not everybody's match of the year, but this was some people, this is still, at some point actually, in the, at this point right now, this recording, their first matchup is match of the year candidate if not the match of the year for 2023. I'll something to say about that in December. But until then, we already know this is going to be a certified grade A banker. The first one was a five, like when it was like five plus stars from Dave Meltzer. Um, we expect nothing less than that same result for this. And this is hard now because talking about earlier Osprey's injury and Kenny Omega and all that stuff. Um, it, yeah, this is, I'm torn. I'm torn. I'm quite torn. I'm quite torn, but I'm going to go with Omega to retain. Actually, hmm. Do they still give it to Osprey though? That's the thing. Because this is not AEW booking. This is IWGP. This is New Japan booking. You know what I'm saying? This is New Japan type booking right here. Feel me? So I don't know where they're going to go. I think, honestly, they go Osprey. I, I, I think they're going Osprey because I think if, if you know, Omega, you know, I think Omega, I'm not sure. Damn. Did Will Osprey hold the championship? I think did, I, did he did he hold it beforehand? I'm trying to think. Why do I have to think about this right now? Just checking. I'm just checking. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, Osprey lost it. Yeah. Wrestle Kingdom. So yeah. Do do do. It's not. A, yeah. This was their first encounter. So yeah, I'm thinking. Oh, Osprey's gonna get this one. I'm thinking they're gonna go with Osprey. I'm thinking they're gonna have Osprey. Take the IWGP United States Heavyweight Championship and then have Omega focus on taking down the Black Bull Combat Club once and for all. 
Blood and Guts is the only place you have to end it. It just makes sense. If they do it all in London, that'd be great. That'd honestly be great because then, yeah, that would make sense. Yeah, I'm going to go. Yeah, I'm going to go with Osprey to take the IWGP United States Heavyweight Championship off of Omega. Omega can then focus on BCC and bring back Ibushi, hopefully for all in London, Blood and Guts. That'd be fucking great. Main event. Brian Danielson, Kazuchika Okada. This is special. This is special. Absolutely fucking special. Brian Okada is one of those where I'm literally just like, I've wanted to see this one for a very, very long time. Like dead ass. I've wanted to see this for a very long time. This is just one of them ones. I'm going with Danielson to win. As much as it pains me to not see Okada get a dub. But if, I mean, honestly, you can go either way and it won't be a bad idea for you. It's just, I'm going with Danielson, but I hope this matches everything that we all hope it will be. It's going to be wonderful. It's going to be absolutely magical. To see this, ah, I'm just this is that's one of the ones you get excited for. That is one of the ones you honestly get excited for because it's just because it's just that you know it's just that kind of match. It really is. It really is. But let's switch gears and go over to Money in the Bank. Money in the Bank, y'all know me. Still same OG, but I play low key. Money in the bank to me, and I, you know, pay per view the PLE, the PLE, and I are not the best of friends. People say it should it should be part of a big five. I detest that in every way, shape, and form. I am about as old school as it gets when it comes to that, and I prefer me a little bit of a big four. If you know what I'm saying. I consider Money in the Bank to be a WrestleMania match, and I think that she'll go back to WrestleMania. Because it's like that. Plus, marquee matchups to kick off the weekend and to kick off night two. I think because you have a men's and women's one now. It just makes sense. It just makes sense. But putting that aside. It's London. Y'all are getting spoiled, London. I love it. Shout out to Brother Jermaine one time as well. Brother Jermaine out there. Hope you're doing well, brother. This could be an opportunity because this is not Vince McMahon booking. This is not boo-boo the fool type of booking. This is Triple H booking. And the five matches they have on the card are something nice. It's nice. It's good. It feels good. It's nice. And they're keeping the focus on the Money in the Bank ladder match. And that is probably the best thing that could honestly happen, which I am a big fan of. But it's not to say the other three matches on the card ain't worth checking out as well. You feel me? All right, and we get to bring back a actual uh, old sound that we done we haven't done in quite some time. For those of you who know, it's reserved for Elimination Chamber, but we're gonna have to bring it back when we get to that point. But let's us begin. Let us begin with the Bloodline USO Civil War. My goodness. My goodness, we gotta start. We gotta start the prices right over theme song over again because we gotta make sure that feeling is good. Yeah, there we go. This is gonna be quite the banger, and I know a lot of people are gonna go be going with, with Reigns and Sokoa, and that's perfectly fine. But in this particular storyline, I think if we're gonna see the beginning of the end of the bloodline, because at some point we all know Sokoa and Reigns are gonna have to go at it too. Okay, but we build up Sokoa for a while with Reigns, and it's going to be nice. The Usos need this one badly. There should be no other reason. There should be no excuse. Usos defeat the Bloodline. It has to happen. Let them get their comeuppance on their on their you know their cousins and their little brother, 
and let them have this one. This oh, it makes, I mean, it's just at this point in the game, at this point in the game, it just makes sense to make sure the bloodline and the Usos have their one off and the Usos get the dub. After everything that's going on, the Usos deserve this. And they're probably going to turn them babyface in the process if they already haven't been. I'm picking the Usos to defeat the bloodline. World Heavyweight Championship on the line, Seth freaking Rollins versus Finn Balor. Now, a lot of people are thinking, you know, Finn Balor's going to take this one because he faced Braun Breaker on Tuesday. Uh-uh. I ain't saying that. I'm going with Seth freaking Rollins to retain. Too early in the rain. They're going to have a battle. It's going to be great. It's going to be fantastic. But you know what? It's not going to be over just yet. Yeah. Anyway. But yes, I'm going to take Seth freaking Rollins to retain because it's just a little bit too early in the rain for my taste. And... Yeah, come on now. Give this man a proper ring. He deserves it. Seth retains. Cody Rhodes, Dominic Mysterio. This is an interesting one for me. Don't mind me. I'm just I'm switching over to a, a different sound that we got going on here. That will pop up in just a moment. I am confused about this one. Because I would love to see Dominic Mysterio get this one, but I think with Cody and what he has going on right now and the story they're trying to tell, I think at some point Cody's going to have to start getting a couple of victories on his belt. Does he not begin that, you know, begin that journey back to the fold? If they're, if they're really good, I honestly wish they were doing this in SummerSlam and getting it over with. It just builds up perfectly. Usos defeat the bloodline. Cody wins Mr. Mr. Money in the Bank. Doesn't cash in on Roman at the end of the night. Challenges him to a match at SummerSlam. Boom, we're done. Give Cody the titles. And from there we go. Sokoa turns on Reigns. Reigns Sokoa at fucking Payback or whatever the hell pay-per-view they got going on. <laughs> I don't know. I think it is Payback, honestly. Don't know why they went with that one. But, hey, I don't admit the schedules. Anywho. I gotta go with Cody Rhodes on this. If they're gonna start, be they gotta begin the build to you know. If they're doing WrestleMania 40, might as well just happen here. I guess I might, might as well just begin that run back to the top. If they're gonna go about it in this manner, Rhodes wins over Mysterio. Let him get the dub. Ripley gets involved somehow and just fucks over Dominic in some way, shape, or form. But Cody Rhodes gets the victory here. Now, Money in the Bank. I love the match. I love the concept. Thank you, Chris Jericho, for actually coming up with this concept many moons ago and giving it to us at WrestleMania, the only place it deserves to be in in terms of a match because, as I said earlier. But that it looks it gives that good feel to it. It gives me a little bit of a vibe, you know what I'm saying? I'm digging the matches they got because there's a good amount of storylines, at least on the women's side. There's some storyline in there. There's a couple storylines that I like. And with the men's side, it's just a lot of who is it going to be? You know what I'm saying? Is it going to be you know one? Is it going to be the other? Let's start with the ladies. Ladies first. Selena Vega, Becky Lynch, Zoe Stark, Bailey, EO Sky, and Trish Stratus. Holding it down for the ladies in the in the money in the bank ladder match. This one is probably the easiest, easier of the two for me to pick. But of course, we gotta play a little bit game of process of elimination. For those of you who do not know, I'm gonna go through every member and uh, eliminate them one by one until I have my choice as to who it will be. Mister and Ms. Money in the Bank. Let us begin. Zelina Vega. Yeah, that's not going to happen. <laughs> that's not going to happen. It's not going to go down. I'm glad Selena's getting a little bit of a push, but Miss Money in the Bank may just be out of her reach this year. Hmm. Who do we go with next? Zoe Stark. Hell no. To the no, no, no. Hell to the no. Hell to the no. To the no, no, no. 
not she just got here <laughs> which leads me right into i mean she just got here but leads me easily into my third elimination trish stratus She doesn't need it. Doesn't need it. Never needed it. And it just doesn't make sense. But unfortunately, that has to go with one other person. And this is a person a lot of people are hoping are becoming are thinking is going to be Miss Money in the Bank because she's never won it before. But Becky Lynch. I would love to see her become Miss Money in the Bank. Don't get it twisted. It would cap off pretty much was what most would consider a Hall of Famer career. But I think with Zoe Stark and Tristratus involved, here's why. Because they're setting up Becky Lynch and Lita versus Zoe Stark and Trish. Lita's got to come back sometime. And we know Stark and we know if, you know, Zoe or Trish get anywhere close to Money in the Bank, towards the end of the match, Lita will make an appearance and stop them from doing so. Thus, we'll set up their matchup for SummerSlam. You're welcome. Which leads to the last two. Bailey and Io Sky, members of Damage Control. This was, the, this, was the, this was the two that I had in mind. But I think one person really deserves it over the other. So, Bailey. I had to let them wander out a little bit longer. But yes, I am going with Eosky to become Miss Money in the Bank. Her and Asuka need to happen. I need this feud for the summer. I need this for SummerSlam. I need this matchup for SummerSlam. Let them feud. Let this be the feud. Let this be the feud that brings back that, you know, Gives credence, gives credit to the relevance that is the WWE Women's World Championship. New belt, new things. Literally, this is actually a new belt. But same design, just golden shit. Anywho, but yes, I, I, I'm going with EOS Guy. I've been riding with EOS Guy for a minute now. The second they put her into the matchup, I was just like, that's my, that's my Miss Money in the Bank right there. Because her and Asuka need to have a feud. It needs to go down. This is one. This is a feud we need to see. And if that involves Charlotte getting, you know, jacked to the championship, so fucking be it. But Eosky is going to be your Miss Money in the Bank, according to me. The men's one is a little bit different, but there are a couple that I can easily get off my chest. And I'm just going to knock them off real quick. Um, so for Logan Paul, Santos Escobar, Butch, and Ricochet. I mean, let's be honest. I love all four of them equally, even Logan Paul, but none of the four are going to be anywhere near becoming Mr. Money in the Bank. Which leaves me to three, which is the three I actually wanted to talk about. Shinsuke Nakamura, Damian Priest, and uh, L.A. Knight. Yeah. These are the three that I've been saying in my mind, thinking like this is if this should just be a triple threat ladder match because none of the other four matter. They're just there for spots. Pete Dunne's going to do work. But he's not there just yet. Santos Escobar is going to do work. Ricochet and Logan Paul are going to do work. They're going to have their spots. They're going to have their moments. But 
no. <laughs> Which leaves me with Nakamura, Knight, and Priest. Nakamura. Like I said, these three make all the sense in the world. Either either the three of them can become money, Mr. Money in the Bank. But Shinsuke Nakamura. It's not the move. I would love to see him win it, but it's not the move. Which leaves Damian Priest and LA Knight, the two people, pretty much the odds on favorites to become Mr. Money in the Bank. Now, H-Man has an actual argument to make. Priest has become a made man in WWE, especially the last couple of years, especially with his matches with Bad Bunny. And of course, given this match of backlash that was well received by all in w within WWE, Priest is a made man right now. LA Knight has been taking a lot of losses as of late. And a lot of people have been saying, you know, this has got to be his time. They're building up to this. And I believe it. I 100% believe LA Knight is that, is that person. Plus he's like in his forties. Like he doesn't, it makes sense. This one is the one where I'm just like, either guy could win it and I wouldn't be mad at it. But if I'm going to have to choose one to eliminate, if it's going to be one I have to eliminate. I know the suspense is killing you. It's terrible. It's absolutely fucking terrible. L.A. Knight. And it pains me to do it. It does. And if he does win it, I'm not going to be mad. I'll take the L. It's perfectly fine. But I think right now, with everything that's building around Damian Priest, you know, with him possibly being ousted from the Judgment Day at some point, and him being Mr. Money in the Bank, I think it makes a lot of sense for him to actually have the briefcase. It does. A lot of people are screaming LA Night, LA Night, LA Night. And honestly... I've said, Cody, if it ain't Cody, it's L.A. Knight. But I think right now, I think Damian Priest is in a much better position. It's not to say L.A. It's not, like I said, if L.A. Knight becomes Mr. Money in the Bank, it's going to be a well-deserved, and he deserves it. He can go off the South Rollins in the World Heavyweight Championship, but also Damian Priest can do that too. Michael after Roman. Who knows? But I think me personally, I'm going to go with Damian Priest to become this year's Mr. Money in the Bank. If I am wrong, so be it. But I think because if Ellie Knight wins it, it's fine. If Damian Priest wins it, it's fine. If any of the other five, well, five technically win it, I'll be quite confused. But I'm going to go with Damian Priest. I think right now he is the made man. I think they can do some things with Damian Priest, plus also have dissension in Judgment Day. Possible Priest-Balor feud somewhere down the line. Hold him over until we get to cash in time somewhere down in the fall, maybe? I don't know. But I think that's the move. I think that is the correct move. For Damian Priest to have it, for him to be involved with more dissension within Judgment Day, Priest going after McDonough, then Priest going after Balor, dealing with Mysterio and all that, it just, I think, for the story, I think you go with Damian Priest to become Mr. Money in the Bank. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is going to conclude episode 367 of the YLP Podcast. When we come back, close out the show in proper YLP fashion and get you ready for episode 368 of the YLP Podcast. We'll be right back. guys that's gonna be it for episode 367 of the ylp podcast as always i want to thank you guys so much for taking time out of your day your night your afternoon and your evening wherever you may be wherever you are in the 
world. Thank you guys so much for checking out this episode of the podcast. And as always, I greatly and truly appreciate it. If you want to stay up to date with everything that's going on with the YLP podcast, you can follow me on all my social media over on Instagram at young lines, young underscore lines, underscore perspective, and on Twitter at YL perspective. If you want to leave a voice message, you can do that over on podcasters.spotify slash my bad young lions perspective or podcasters.spotify.com slash wrestle addict radio you can also listen to this episode of the podcast on oh wait email you can of course send me an email nice little email message over on or at young lions perspective at gmail.com let your voice be heard sound off let's keep a dialogue and let's get that going but you can also listen to this podcast, of course, on ambiguouspodcastsolutions.com. And shout out to the founder of APS, Mr. Will Terror Shook. You know, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, iHeartRadio, and everywhere else you listen to podcasts. Next week, going to be a simple week. News of the week. All the news is fit for me to talk about. Why are we not doing money to make predictions on Money in the Bank Day? Well, it's very fucking simple. I did it this week, so that way I don't have to worry about it next week. Simple as that. All we're going to do next week is talk about the news, and I think this is actually going to work. We'll see how it goes. But guys, enjoy the rest of your weekend. Have a fantastic weekend. I'll see you guys next Saturday for episode 368 of the YLP Podcast. See you. This has been a Wrestle Attic Radio branded podcast.